and what we need to know today. Well, I tell you, this is uh, something that really needs to be addressed here. Criminal and youth justice reform. We need to talk about it. We need to educate ourselves about it. And we need to improve on it. So let's find out some more information. On the hotline, we have Candace C. Jones, President and CEO of Public Welfare Foundation. And how are we doing today, Candace? We're doing good? We're doing great, Tommy, and it's good to be with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right, so why should people invest in criminal justice and youth justice reform? They should do it because it really can um, undergird and improve safety in communities. One of the things that we're talking a lot about this summer is what we do for youth in the summer months when they're disconnected from school to ensure their programs and services available so that they are engaging in the kind of pro-social behavior we want to see. We can plan for that and prevent crime and incidents from occurring. Gotcha. So what about prison reform? There's a lot going on in our area here in the Northeast uh, New York, New Jersey area, where it seems like they're talking about federal takeover of prisons, there's a prisoners dying. Uh, that really needs to be addressed, doesn't it? Yes. There are a lot of issues. It's happening a lot in the Northeast, in New Jersey, and in New York, but it's happening all over the country, mm-hmm. where the conditions in facilities can be inhumane. Oftentimes, they can be violent. They can have people returning to communities and increase their risk of recidivism or then uh, having done something to prevent crime in the first instance or actually to serve people locally. And so much of what we want to do is really understand what's going on in our system because all of these impact safety on the community level each and every day. Gotcha. So are there alternative justice programs to apply for? Absolutely. We want to make sure that there are programs people can be applying for, but so much of what we do as an organization is we fund. We are an organization, Tommy, that exists just to give money to other organizations Mm -hmm. that do good work. And all over the country in the Northeast, there are programs that are designed to serve youth, to serve adults, and those programs oftentimes run on cents of the dollar of deep end interventions like jail and prison, Mm -hmm. and they deliver better outcomes on safety. And that's what we want to make sure that people understand. Those are the things that keep them safe. And so we need to be making sure that we have more of those programs in place and that we're demanding from our public officials that resources are being made available for those kinds of programs. Gotcha. All right, so tell us about PWF's CUC, which is a C Youth Campaign. Tell us about that. The CE Youth Campaign is about talking about what happens every summer. We turn on the news and we have our public officials standing up and saying, we've got violent crime or crime starting to spike and it's these youth that are responsible for it. Oftentimes these conversations are happening absent a real analysis of data and what's going on. And what we know is not happening is that in preparation for the summer, we're having resources made available to make sure that they're summer school programs, summer pro-social programs, arts, culture, workforce, job training, swimming available for youth, particularly in communities that are hardest hit by crimes. Having those kind of networks available can prevent crime and also make sure that when incidents happen, we hold people accountable, youth in particular, in a way that's proportional and more likely to keep them from committing a future crime. And so much of See Youth, this campaign that we're doing this summer, is Mm -hmm. about educating people about that and also pointing to some of the programs that we know exist across the country 
that are doing good work with you. So there is success with this, from what you're saying. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to expand on that. Uh, correct. Absolutely. And we also link to some of the research available that talks about that success so that people know it's out there. Yeah, no, that sounds great. So why is there a need for a long-term support for Black-led nonprofits? We want to make sure, similar to talking about that we have programs and services in any community where you go, where there are programs available, where the schools are strong, where small businesses are thriving, that's the community that we want to live in, right? Mm -hmm. We want to be there. We want to raise our families there. When we invest in black-led nonprofits, we can start to invest in some of those communities historically that have struggled. Those nonprofits oftentimes are the safety net for those communities starting to build those services, those continuums of care. That'll allow businesses to start to want to come in and thrive. And if we can make sure that some of those nonprofits that have traditionally been really under-resourced have the resources they need to thrive, they can create a better fabric of success in those communities, and it will lift the tide and actually start to address lots of issues that we're struggling with, making those communities safer overall. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It really does. So what are some community reinvestment strategies to arts programs for young people? There are different arts programs all over the country. If you're in New York, a program you want to know about is Arches, Mm -hmm. which does incredible work with youth uh, in New York. You have to be probation involved. But if you're involved in probation, they've done an incredible job of diverting youth to programs and services. Arches is a network of programs all over the city with different smaller programs in each borough and they work with youth and families to get them connected to those programs story catchers is an incredible arts program that exists in chicago and works with youth telling them to write their stories and then they workshop those stories and put on plays all over the city and they've gotten national attention for some of their work. So there have been um, incredible efforts around art and culture. Another program is Rise for Youth in Virginia, depending on what region of the country some of your listeners are in, and they do incredible work with youth. They train them to be advocates, to go out to their state uh, policymakers and educate them on what their experiences are like so they've done some really powerful work over the last several years. And why people should actually put more money into this stuff here is because under 25 years old, personalities are still being, and, and also they're being molded. And if you can get somebody really young and start helping young, then maybe we can just just turn the tide on all of this, right? That's absolutely right. Research has reinforced for us again and again that youth are extraordinarily malleable. Mm -hmm. If we want to pour resources into future generations and ensure not that we're going to incapacitate them and have to pay for them for the rest of their lives, Mm -hmm. but we're actually going to shape them into the kind of taxpaying citizens that are going to contribute back to the society, that's what we want to ensure that we're doing. And those types of programs and services can do just that. They can deliver us that latter taxpaying citizen that we need. Yeah. I'm not a big believer in just throwing somebody in a cell and then just forgetting about them and, okay, now we're going to punish you. No, there's got to be more, especially when it comes to the youth, correct? 
That's absolutely right. Net, net, we're going to get a better outcome long term on ensuring that that individual doesn't commit new crimes Mm -hmm. if we respond in a way that has strong programs and services in place. It's proportional to the harm that they created. We're all about saying we want to ensure that people come back to their communities and contribute something, and there's a better way to do it than the choices we've made. Yeah, I do have a degree in psychology, so I know that what happens is you have youth, and sometimes they see things as hopeless or nobody's supporting them, and that's why sometimes they turn to crime, and they're somewhat angry a little bit. And then once you put them into a cell, they get angrier. And when they come out, they they, they come out angry people instead of trying to help, right? That's absolutely right. And you know if you've done work in psychology that Mm -hmm. the developmental age is so important. Youth have, and anybody who's been in youth or raised youth, one of the things that they are really tuned in on is mm-hmm. this idea of fairness. Right. A lot of times youth are angry because they're as aware of whether or not their community, the things around them are going to deliver them to the life that they want to live. Mm-hmm. They have that fundamental center about saying, I go to a school where there are no books in the library. Yeah. There are no after-school programs that I can access. Mm-hmm. And we sort of have to be really in tune with the fact that they know that. And then when they act out or something happens, we sort of drop the hammer and a system responds in a way that only reinforces for them that it's all sort of fundamentally unfair. That's why ensuring that the responses are proportional, that it acknowledges the things that have happened to date can be so important because you can either reinforce for them that the system isn't fair or actually enforce for them that everything hasn't been perfect, but actually there's fairness here. People can see them and there are other opportunities available. And that's the choice that we're making Mm -hmm. each, each summer. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're right on point here because people need to know, hey, we care can we help you? You're a human being, and we're here for you. And I encourage my listeners to go. Are you going to give us information now to go read up more on this and get more information on this? And let's become a problem solvers, not just push this all aside and say oh, it's going to go away. It's not going to go away. We're going to fix it, and that's what we're going to do. So where can they get more information? They can definitely access more information on our website at cu.us. C-U, excuse me, Y-O-U at .U-S. They can learn more about this campaign and find links to research, to programs and services, and even access more information about what's going on in jurisdictions near them. Great. Candace C. Jones, President and CEO, Public Welfare Foundation. Thank you so much today for this valuable information, and uh, we really do appreciate it. Thank you. Great to be with you. Take care. You too. Thank you.